One of the comments under the video we did yesterday, the video with Alma, where we're talking about resistance patterns and so forth, was the question, uh, what are we resisting? Well, the answer is we're resisting everything, right? Adyashanti has a wonderful uh, way of describing this. I've heard him say it at least once. And he says, you know, when you get to the bottom of everything, when you get to the bottom of the identity structure, I don't know if he uses that term, but you get to the bottom of everything when it comes to identity, when it comes to suffering. And what you find is this big no that says no to everything. No to life, no to death, no to awakening, no to staying asleep, no to pain, no to pleasure. It just says no, 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 no. And this is exactly what I find. This is right on the money. That's the fundamental resistance we have to life. Now, to even get to the point where you see that this is clearly the case, takes a good degree of realization, to be honest. You can believe this, uh, discern it to some degree, sense into it, see some resistance patterns here and there in your life. But to really see that the whole sense of self, the whole sense of self, everything you take yourself to be, how you think you are, how you think the world is, how you think it's all put together, without even thinking about it, the sense of separation that's precognitive. All of this was built on a fundamental avoidant mechanism. So when you say, what are we avoiding? It's more like discover that what you're made out of is avoidance. That may sound radical, but it's true. You know? It's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard thing to admit to ourselves. The first noble truth of Buddhism is often a real quandary to people when they first come into contact with it because it says very directly and clearly without any qualifications, life is suffering. Life is dukkha. Translations would say something like it's unsatisfactory. And there's an understood um, aspect to this in the doctrine that what it really means is life as we usually live it is drenched with unsatisfactoriness. That's the first noble truth of Buddhism. So yeah, when someone who's not indoctrinated in Buddhism or not, not familiar with it, um, mind identified, living the usual life, comes into contact with that statement. There's often an ego defense mechanism that we're quite identified with that will just say, no, I'm not, I'm not satisfied. I'm not unsatisfied. I'm not suffering. I'm fine. My life's okay. I know where I'm going. You know, I have problems, but I also have solutions and you know, my life's generally pretty good, right? That's how many, many people would perceive that. I'm sure I did at first. I think it's very hard for me to remember this is many, many, many years ago, but the first time I came into contact with that, it felt like just kind of odd. <clears throat> like I knew, I knew I was uncomfortable, but I didn't realize the depth of my own suffering. Um, I didn't know what it meant by suffering really. Uh, and 
you know, I think I would have probably thought it's kind of like a negative statement. Oh, that's negative. Don't, don't think that way. Right. I think a lot of people would look at it that way. Uh, but like I've said before, the first, I think movement of the realization process isn't really awakening, not even necessarily recognition uh, of something beyond you, but it's recognition that you're suffering. To me, without that, a lot of the other stuff doesn't really unfold. The deeper insights, they can, but it, they often don't. So just becoming aware, like, wow, I suffer a lot. Psychological suffering, emotional suffering, a feeling of resistance, a feeling of struggle, feeling of dysphoria, a fundamental fear that if I just stop, you know, distracting myself and involving myself in constant activity, mostly of the mind, I stop doing that, I, I start to come into contact with like an existential fear, massive self-doubt, shame, right? That's suffering. And that's the human condition. So it's important to come into contact with that, to recognize that. Now, with that recognition, uh, we may or may not realize that the suffering is mostly or entirely what we're doing. We may or may not recognize it's mostly or entirely, I would say entirely, based on thought and belief, the reflective mind, consciousness. Um, we may or may not have any sense we can do anything about it. But it's an important thing to just acknowledge, right? Uh, we may or may not notice that there's something we're doing that feels like resistance, avoidance, perhaps disassociation. That's at least part of the suffering, if not the entirety of it. Now, again, until deep stages of realization, it's not clear the mechanism of this. But after an awakening, certainly, what you notice isn't there for a while is the struggle, the resistance. And you realize, wow, I was struggling for no reason, essentially. You feel it. I was resisting nothing, essentially. Resisting my own resistance, resisting thoughts, struggling with myself. Yeah, and, and that just, just relaxes tremendously. There's a feeling of flow, bliss state. Um, bliss states are common during this time. There's a, a huge weight that feels like it's just disappeared. Clarity, an expanded sense of identity, perhaps. A fluid sense of identity, of life, of all of it. So if, if we really see what happened there, and most of the time we have some sense of it, sometimes we have a really clear sense of it, what happened was the resistance stopped for a while. That's that's what happened. A shift in identity was the re was the underlying cause, but resistance stopped. We stopped resisting everything for a bit. Right. <clears throat> this is the honeymoon period. Now, at some point, that resistance started to creep back in, and actually, that's all it creeped back in. But it starts to feel very solid at times. It starts to feel even heady at times, it starts to feel repressed at times, it starts to feel like selfing, and then it's gone. Then there's clarity again, right? And then this cycle continues for some time as we um, investigate deeper insights. 
more subtle insights. But it really all was about resistance. And this is what the video we did yesterday called Alma Returns, if you want to find it, uh, was about. We were talking about this at a very fundamental level. So what we see is resistance resists essentially everything. It resists itself, resists thoughts. But the mechanism of thought is what makes this even possible, and that's important to see, and that's a lot of what we were talking about. Um, but it's it's just a it's just a fundamental baseline resistance. That's what it is. That's the feeling of suffering. That's what the self is formed out of, grows out of, the the illusory self, the sense of being a separate entity, and everything that goes with that, including the feeling of being a separate something, the belief in separation itself, and on and on. These are the perceptual filters that make it possible. But it's all growing out of this sense of resistance. And that sense of resistance manifests in consciousness, in the mind, in the reflective mind, as a sense of avoidance, pulling back. That's really it. That's, that's how the mechanism works.